Okay, this isn't this 1980s cop show. I tried to sing some kind of cop show theme. Didn't work. Loser. Fail. Giant fail. Um, so, anyways, uh, welcome to the uh, Harland Highway, every, everybody. Although, after today's show, you're going to be wondering, is it really the Harland Highway? Um, let me explain. You, have you heard of hijackings? Like, people get on a plane, and they hijack it, or they commandeer it, they take over. Well, in this episode of the Harland Highway, it's really not the Harland Highway. Um, I was a guest on another person's podcast. I won't tell you who till we get to the other side of the uh, intro here. And we had a really fun time, a really great time. And I thought, you know, for those of you that missed this uh, interview with this other uh, podcast gentleman, uh, I think it would be only fair to let you in on the fun and the conversation and the talk. We we had some really good laughs. We had some really good in-depth conversations. And maybe it gives you a chance to see a little bit of a different side of me. Uh, let's do it. This is the impostered Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. Try to thought for some amount of things to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Or, or is it the Harland Highway, technically? Uh-oh, wait, what does that mean? Okay, so check it out. Today's show is a special show, and you're listening to the Harlan Highway, but you're not listening to the Harlan Highway. And let me explain. Um, from time to time, I get invited onto other uh, podcasts with different podcast hosts and formats and yada yada, and um, I get asked to sit down and uh, I go through the uh, the interview or the questioning or whatever's going on there. And, um, and you know, I don't really ever mention them because I don't ever really know when they're going up on the air. You know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of podcasts, they, they record, but then they don't post things till a week later or three weeks later or whatever. So I never really find out about them. And so a lot of them I've never even heard. In fact, I think all of them I've never even heard. But there's uh, one in particular that I did with uh, Pete Holmes, who's uh, he's a very funny comedian who has, uh, I think he has a show that comes on after Conan now. He has a talk show um, on TBS. And he asked me to come on his show called You Made It Weird. And I guess it resonated with a lot of people because a lot of people have written to me here at the Harlan Highway and said, oh, my gosh, really loved you on Pete Holmes' podcast. And I thought, well, really, it's just a reverse interview. You know, when I have guests on my show, I interview them. And in this instance, the interview gets turned around and I'm the one getting interviewed. And so I thought, why not hijack that 
podcast, since I'm the guest and I'm 50% of the podcast that day, it's Pete interviewing me and me answering Pete. And I thought, uh, and I don't think he'd mind. It's probably free publicity for Pete, and uh, I'm sure he's proud of his work, and I've heard nothing but great things about this interview. So it's a win-win, and I'm hijacking uh, Pete Holmes' podcast for you guys here today so that if you didn't hear it out there in the uh, podcast universe, you can hear it here. And you can see what it sounds like for me to be uh, you know, wearing the shoes on the other feet. That didn't make sense. <laughs> if I, you can hear what it sounds like for me to be on the other side of the microphone. How's that? Um, and uh, you know, it's a different type of show than mine. You know, you know, you know my show. You listen to my show. This one's more of a straightforward interview. Uh, Pete did a good job. Like I said, people really enjoyed it, and so I thought, why not do something a little different today and let you guys hear your host, me, Harlan Williams, being interviewed. On another podcast, so it was quite a quite a long podcast. It was two hours long. So what I've done is I've I've broken it up into four segments, and I won't play them all back to back. But what I'll do is I'll kind of dole them out over the next week or so, and sprinkle them in, and you can hear uh, me and uh, Pete talking on "You Made It Weird." So when you hear the intro to another podcast within this podcast. Don't get freaked out. Don't don't think you're going insane. Uh, it's just a little uh, a little cut and paste, and uh, and uh, this is uh, yours truly being interviewed on uh, Pete Holmes' podcast. You made it weird, and uh, you know I hope you guys uh, you guys enjoy it. Here we go. Take it away, Pete Holmes. Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. What's up, weirdos? I, I'm, I'm thrilled that Harlan Williams came in and made it weird, and I, I honestly can't think of a, a more ideal guest, somebody that was just incredibly willing and ready to just dive right in. And this is somebody that I only know from the stand-up scene. We do shows together, uh, you know, maybe once a month I'll see him. And, and he came into the studio, and he was just exactly what we want out of the show, just ready to go open, honest, and, and very, very funny. So let's not waste any time. All right. Harlan Williams, everybody. Harland Williams. <laughs> Is there a smell in here? No. It's becoming like my house. I don't think I'd get an air purifier. I don't think... Well, that's the thing is I don't think there's a smell, but when you're a kid and you go over other people's houses, oh, there's, no, always there's just no smell. smell. No, it reeks of old comic books. That's, <laughs> it. that's, that. that's that, a good smell. That musty, yeah. It's a... Like in uh, Fahrenheit 451 where they're oh, burning all those books and, yeah. and then he writes about how good a book smells. Yeah. I don't know any humans that didn't smell their copy of Fahrenheit 451 yeah, in that right. moment. That's right. You have to sniff it. <laughs> you do have to sniff it. Yeah. But I, I am with Dave Rath. You know Dave Rath? Oh, uh, yeah. I love Dave. I almost texted him to see what... I don't know. I didn't want to get any... I feel like you're not the kind of person I need to get a scoop on. No, just just the only scoop uh, you need on Dave is that he's funny. He's really the funny one. Oh, yeah. But I was going to use him to get a scoop on you. Oh, I mean. yeah? Oh, yeah. It, well... 
Isn't that weird, though, what you said about Dave? Is that, um, I think that's why, I, in fact, I know that's why he's my manager. I don't know, I don't understand how you can have an unfunny... Comedy man, like a comedy manager. manager. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it helps when they're funnier. It's almost hard when they're funnier. Like, he's funnier <laughs> than me. Yeah, that's why I couldn't have him. <laughs> Because anything I went out for, he would end up getting. You know? So it was like you went out for funny people. Yeah, it was just a waste of my time. Like every sitcom I went out for that he set up, he got the part, he got the movie role. Was, I had to sue him to get the role in Dumb and Dumber. It was crazy. That was him, and he wasn't even managing me. So that's even weirder. Damn you, Dr. David Rapp. Dr. Troublemaker. Send him to the Dominican Republic. Is what yeah, I say that's. To do. DR, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Comedy courtesy. Um, what was I going to... You just made me think of something. Who's your manager? Uh, Chris. Chris Fenton. I don't know anybody. I don't know why I asked. Yeah, I know. I don't even know him. Uh, we <laughs> met uh, through a website. It's, no, he's like a Russian. Isn't... He's a Russian manager. We've, it's, no. Yeah, we've never met. We've been emailing. And uh, he wants to marry me. To, he wants to move over here, but uh, he can't. Oh my God! Because it, of the papers, you bomber. <laughs> Most of the people that work at the comic book shop look like they're scheming some sort of plot. He leaves a box at the door and runs away. That's never. Uh, Who's that for? for? Me. Son of a bitch! I like getting gifts. You do? Yeah. Do you like getting gifts? I love it. Did you anything today? Or do I have anything for you? Yeah. Uh-oh. You're searching the car. Ca- you can have my car. A car? Wow. Well, let's see. What kind is it before I accept this? It's a delicious- golf. You know, <laughs> I always did like walking. My doctor says the more I walk, the better. Your so. boy needs plentiful fresh air. Right, so there will be blood reference. Have you seen that movie? There will be blood? Yeah. yeah. I will drink your milkshake? Yeah. I... Uh, I think Baskin Robbins missed a uh, ah, an, crossover. An, an ad, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will drink your milkshake. Yeah, Baskin Robbins. I will make you a milkshake <laughs> with you know any spittling and it's H W Plain. It's it's vanilla. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. H W Plainview. Oh, his name is Daniel Plainview. Oh, was it in the movie? Yeah, Daniel Plainview. Oh my God, that was an intense movie. It's my favorite movie. Do you? Oh, it is. You're, you're. Isn't that weird? Because it's an intense kind of darker movie. But you're like a goof. <laughs> I've, you know, give me your goddamn car. I'm gonna take it and just leave it in the driveway and never drive it. You're gonna walk everywhere. I haven't been called a goof since yesterday. How dare you? I just mean you're a goof. That's part A. Part B is, do you have a taste for darker things? Like, oh, because yeah. you're goofy. Yeah. So we have a surplus. We have those silos filled with goof. Yeah, yeah. So we're not wanting for silliness or fun. Yeah. We do yeah. it quite a bit. I mean, yeah. we can always use some more. Of course. But then when you get home, are you unwinding with, you know, The Departed or something? Um, You know, I'll watch me a good uh, The Walking Dead. Okay. Again, because I like to walk everywhere so I can relate. Um. <laughs> If you look closely, you can see me driving by. Is in a that golf. in a golf? Yeah. Oh my god! You're the only car driving outside yeah, yeah, yeah. of them. Wow! I I'm wondered who that was. I was like, there goes one smart zombie, but it turns out it's you. Just doing wow. donuts, burning wow. fuel. I got plenty. Wow. Well, you plenty. got lots. You got lots. Do you yeah. love zombie? Uh, because it's Patton Oswalt, I think, right? That had the the great question, which was: if you like zombie fantasies, if you fantasize about being in a zombie scenario, yeah. 
you tend to be more community minded. Whereas hmm. if you fantasize that you're in a post apocalyptic world, you're more of a loner. I'm more the loner. So you, do you like the apocalyptic stuff as well? Oh, yeah. I love it. Yes. I love it. I do too. And zombies mystify me because I, I would think that the suicide rate in zombies would be a lot higher than it is. I mean, basically you wake up every day and you go, oh, man, I got nothing to live for. I'm dead. I'm going to kill myself. And then you try and you can't. Like You, you sit you, in a garage with your car be- running. until <laughs> And after about 12 hours, you're like, holy shit, did I just run out of gas? What the hell? Oh, man. You have to blow yourself up. You got to do something. It's tough to kill yourself when you're dead. (laughs) Poor little zombies. I just want to hug them and cover them with cinnamon. It it wouldn't stick. Yeah, and it would probably smell better, too. Would you mind just... uh, Sprinkling a little cinnamon on there, Gorgar. Stefan Urkel of the zombie world just splashing his face with cinnamon. He's like, have some respect. Yeah. Some self-respect. If you're going to die, die nicely, stinky. (laughs) I believe the Egyptians used to sprinkle their dead with cinnamon. Oh, is that right? No. (laughs) Doesn't it sound real, though? It does. That's got to be real. I know they used to find (laughs) mummies with, uh, with watermelon seeds in them. No. Yeah, which I always found odd because usually they're out in the middle of the desert, and I've never seen a nice ripe watermelon. What what, what were they eating? Uh, Well, I guess watermelon. (laughs) (laughs) They were very thin people. That's where that watermelon diet started with the pharaohs. There's a watermelon diet? Yeah, and what they do is they'd climb to the top of the pyramids, crack the watermelon, and it would evenly cut it. Four quarters would slide down each side. Perfect. All the slaves waiting at the bottom. <laughs> it's worth it for the watermelon. Oh, beautiful wedge just slid right into their callous, stone-moving hands. Are you okay? I'm not okay. You're, it's like the SARS is with us on the interview today. There's like four microphones, me, you, and SARS, waiting for this one to fill in with Panomi or something. Oh, Good night. I don't know what happened. Then when I laugh, really yeah. I cough. I don't know why. Wow. It could be SARS. It could what, be. What, it, Egypt was such a was such a flourishing land. I feel like there's nothing you could tell me about Egypt and I wouldn't believe it. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Because it's always okay. like, did you know they had plumbing? And you're like, oh. Yeah. Or did you like they had? A, well, they did. They, I know. They had irrigation systems. Because aliens taught them how to do it. Well, that's like you said, you'll believe anything, so you can convince yourself if you want. I won't say it. You, you <laughs> seem like the sort of person. You're a real goof. Yeah. <laughs> you seem like the kind of person that would believe. Like, I'm open to it. Yeah. Okay, I, for, I forget who explained it this way, but I'm sure it was an online video without you know uh, sources cited. Yeah, but it's some guy was talking about we're we're just a bunch of Neanderthals and we're idiots, and then like kind of in the blink of an evolutionary eye, suddenly we're growing crops and right. architecture and irrigation and all that sort of stuff. Right. So that if you watch shows like Ancient Aliens, they'll mm-hmm. be like, that's when. You know, they'll write about gods coming and teaching them things yeah. and manipulating their DNA and stuff. I don't know why I feel like that would be up your alley. It's up my alley. No, so it's so way up my alley. Don't Real be a, deep. Don't Real be, deep really? in the crevasse, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm open to that stuff, too. Yeah. I, I find it interesting that I believe in evolution. Sure. But I also, you know, go from the leap where they say, you know, primates, chimps, gorillas are our closest relatives. Right. And on a good day... They can shove a twig down a termite mound. <laughs> and we've got the internet. You know what I mean? It's like 
There's a huge leap there. I think I'm with you. Like someone came down and, and fucking shaved us and taught us science. You know what I mean? Like, something happened. <laughs> something. Happened. It's a good day when you get the stick in the yeah, turtle. That, like that's a good. The rest of the day they're pulling grapes out of their purple ass cheeks. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's that's a story for them. Yeah. The day the yeah. twig went in. Yeah, oh yeah. Remember that day? But they can't talk because they're fucking dummies. And yeah. we have the internet that's so perfectly put. Well, we have so we are so far beyond our nearest relative, and it's it's like, you know, the, you got to figure the chimps and the gorillas were around when when uh, you know Neanderthal man was around, Homo yes. erectus, and all that stuff, right? And they've been grooving along right beside us, right. living in the jungles, but yet they still got the twig and they still got the termites. Yeah, they, they, uh, you'd think one of them would have at least come up with a, a calculator, you know, something, some basic form of... The calculator watch? Yes, yeah, something. Look at this. I mean, it ain't the they, internet, but... They should be in the 80s. They should be... <laughs> right. They're like our retarded sisters who are a little bit behind. And, well, they should be watching like a chimpanzee back to the future. Right, something. <laughs> Slap bracelets. <laughs> something, man. They got hypercolor shirts. Something. They're I doing mean, the same shit. They're doing the same shit, yet we went from when I was born, we were watching black and white TV, yes. and now we're, uh, you know, we can watch TV on our cell phones. Right, yes. So why haven't the chimps upgraded? What have they done? Yeah, well, they ain't done nothing, and, man. You know, and, and it's like every comedian making fun of Amish people or deaf people or whatever. Yeah. It's like, don't worry, they can't, but don't worry, they can't hear us. They can't do shit, right. these dummy chimps. Well, even if you want to go to that denomination, it, not denom, uh, d denominator, what's the word? Mm. Are we talking about fractions? Because then yeah. it is denominator. <laughs> denominator, yeah. I, I, somehow I'm thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger in a dress. <laughs> the denominator. <laughs> But, uh, you know, even if you go to the Amish, yes. I mean, those bearded sons of bitches can put up a barn in half a day. A chimp's still just the twig and some lima bugs. You know what I mean? The Amish are, like, it's so like, super evolved with the least evolved things. Exactly. <laughs> like they, like, they're kicking some ass. Right. They have the internet version of wood. Yeah, thank and, you. And stoves. Stoves. Uh, you they know. got a stove like that, man. Yeah. They can boil a they can turnip. And grow their own turnip. And they can trim their beards so that they're square-shaped the way they are. I mean, that, it's unbelievable. Yeah, they got shears somewhere. I heard, and it kind of broke my heart, that Amish people, there's so, there some Amish people that like secretly like watch the Super Bowl in the barn and stuff, like have little, yeah. little technology. Areas. There has to be. But yeah. I want to believe that they're doing it. Like, it, it makes me sad to think that they're not doing that. But in a way, it makes me sad if they are doing it because it's yeah, like, better, it'd be nice to have sad. like a pure part of society that's not tainted by all the kind of crap and noise that we deal with. Right. Like, when you think of it, the Super Bowl is just a bunch of goons. Oh, see, I was agreeing you with know? you. Yeah, I, oh, I, I think see. it's sad that they are watching the Super okay. Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I want them to be churning butter. I Got really do. Yeah. Yes. If you want to watch the Super Bowl, and here's where a, a worse yeah. comedian would say Jebediah or whatever, oh, yeah, um, yeah. insert Amish sure. name. But if you want to, leave the leave the township. I'm assuming it's a township. Yeah. Because you're right. It's We're, we're, we're suffocating in noise. Somebody um, tweeted... It was Kat Dennings because I, I find her very attractive and she um, she has an Instagram and she Instagrams someone at the Grammys holding up a thing that says the lust industry earns billions polluting your soul wow. or something like that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. They do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking A, man. I mean, yeah. like, I, I, look, I'm the worst offender. We're doing uh, a podcast that I guess you could, uh, I'm sure some people would say this is contributing to the problem. I'd like to think it's something better than that. But, like, then, like, Toddlers and Tierras or, or, or some garbage show or whatever. I don't yeah. even watch that show. But you feel that way? Even though we're both in show business, you see all this oh, noise, yeah. you see the society, and yeah. we're just like, what are we doing? Yeah. It's just, it's all a bunch of fudge spinning around in the fudge machine, you know? It's a- <laughs> centrifuge with there's a centrifuge you just painted fudge, such yeah. a perfect picture of a, of a shit shaped fudge piece you know really spinning it, it comes down to it's like we're part of this parasitical you know species called humans and it's like you can reject it and go live in the woods and hate people yes or you can go you know what i i didn't choose this fate i was born into this my parents got it on at the motel six one night here i am <laughs> If I have to be a human, if I have to blend into the seven billion, yeah. I might as well do something with it. I might as well contribute based on the parameters of the society yes. we've created. Yes. And, and it's all an illusion. I mean, it's all buildings and <laughs> internet and it's all crap that, you know, I always say that any other species on the planet would step over 10 bricks of gold to, you know, get to a pile of carrion. Yes, you know, yes, yes. We're the only ones that put value on all this crap. Right. It's all it's all make believe. It's all make believe. It's all an illusion. Date. Yeah. yeah. Ego. Yeah. I'm Peter. You're Harlan. Yeah. That's all fake. Yeah. It's all fake. Yeah. It's all fake. It's Gold like, is fake. It, it's yes. like I think it's like your bank account. Like people work their whole life to build up their bank account. But yes. think about it. What is your bank account? It's nothing. It's someone's telling you that you've got six digits. You've got six numbers. Yes. You've got you've got two hundred thousand dollars. You never see it. Right. You, you never touch it. Right. They just tell you it's in. You go. Oh, it's there. Yes. I, if I go in that building, I've got two hundred thousand <laughs> things in there. It's just a high score in a video game that's gonna yeah. get unplugged. Right. And and the day the lights go out, man. You know, I'm gonna. I'm. I shouldn't have been mocking the monkeys with the sticks, but I better learn that <laughs> trick because the day the lights go out. Oh, you mean the apocalypse? Well, whether it's the apocalypse or just the power goes out because some guy working there pulls a Homer Simpson and yes. drops his clog in the yes, system. Yes, yes. You will see humans revert back to their primal, their primal state of being, like almost within a week. Well, that isn't that what all this is about? Is rejecting our primal state of being, like a three-piece suit. True. Makes it really difficult to fuck somebody at work. You know what I mean? There's more to remove. Mm, not if you have a fly. <laughs> have you ever worked in an office, guy? I mean, good lord. You just zip down your fly, bend them over the Xerox. It's real easy. <laughs> wow. Wow, dead end. We just hit a dead end right there. No, yeah. no, no. Do you I'm wear like flyless pants? What what, you, what kind of trousers do you wear? Like never... Maitre D shorts or something? <laughs> you gotta have a you got a cummerbund that slipped down and you can't get I have it a out. Chastity belt. Well, God I have bless metal you. Metal underwear. God bless you. Wow. Okay, let's just say pants then. Pants, pants yeah. underpants yeah. are one step removed from fucking somebody. Then pants are two steps. Now we yeah. got fly and and you're you're leaving you're, out the very difficult moving the underwear down. Do you snap it under? Well, under they your have balls? a flap in them. Underpants have I've opening. I've never used the flap on my underwear. Never, not once. You, dude, put your, are you a virgin? <laughs> Just tell. What's what are you trying to tell me? Look, not all of us have okay. sex through okay. two flies. Yeah. The, the underwear fly is a joke fly. It, the flap is too overlaid. Have you never seen a glory hole? Some people have sex through a wall. 
A brick or or <laughs> or plaster wall. I have seen them in, in film. Okay, so pants are not a problem. <laughs> there are cultures that do it through a sheet. I think there's a sect of the of the Jewish yes. religion where they have to cut a hole in a sheet. It looks yes. like a like a they're getting having bullied. sex through a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's crazy. With similar noises. It's like a ghost with one eye. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, 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 and chains. Sometimes there's chains. chains yeah. Sometimes there's chains yeah and if you do it hard enough sometimes there's a halloween treat on the sheets when you're done i don't know what that means but you shoot a milky way yeah someone's got a bowel problem i don't know i don't know dude go shit what are marshmallows i don't know what are the marshmallows that would be such a funny ghost hunters they find a pile of marshmallows there's a scared ghost nearby yeah this is ghost shit and then they roast them and eat them <laughs> that's what we've been doing that's the big joke the ghost community is playing on us this ghost shit's real good if you brown it up a little mm. make it more like ours oh god <laughs> my point was we were, we were talking about how this is all bullshit which mm-hmm. i'm very interested in mm-hmm. the bank account thing is very interesting yeah. but I, I was trying to say let's not go back to clothes i'm just yeah. saying even clothes are just sure, kind of like I get bullshit you. yeah job is bullshit day yeah. of the week is bullshit it's all bullshit but we're so afraid i think that's why we don't like things like like looking at like national geographic or like thinking about like primal peoples who are not our closest ancestors who are us yeah. if you look at like the few remaining tribes of like bushmen sort of style stuff yeah. it's uncomfortable to people like thinking about us with our fancy souls and like our advanced brains living in the jungle you know what i mean but we were doing that see i'm the opposite i think it's beautiful really i love when you, you're talking about the bushmen that do the clicking noises yeah, yeah, yeah. even their language is primal right and right. And, and and the aboriginal people in australia sure. that are that you know there's very few pure ones that still exist but you're talking about cultures that see life and see a soul in everything, from a rock to a twig to yes. a- everything has meaning. They're very spiritual. Th- those are those are real humans with me. They, the, to me, they're part of the ecosystem. Beautiful, yes. So to me, I love those people. I'm jealous of those people. Yeah. But I wasn't born into that, and, and we've been spoiled by all the easy things we have. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I think I, you know, I'm with you when I look at it. Uh, certainly, I, I do see the discomfort, and I understand the homogenizing that we've done with uh, putting up a huge sky, Times Square. I'm yeah. thinking of Times Square. Yeah. In Times Square, I'm not in the jungle. You know, I'm, I, it's a concrete jungle. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Wow. What was that character you that just did? That was me. Did. That was you. Okay. Hating the joke okay. that my brain wanted okay. me to do, and okay. I told him no. But we compromised. I'll say it in a stupid voice, and he said, "Okay." By the way, just can I interject for a sec? Yes. Just for fans out there, Tim Allen's uh, Concrete Jungle just came out on Blu-ray <laughs> yesterday. So, anyways, back to you. Ah, uh, is that real? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like I'd know about a Tim Allen movie. <laughs> Good night, Nelly See, Furtado. I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. In fact, no, I'd like to say one better, is that you you convinced me, because I I, I like what you're saying better than what I was saying. I was saying, I see uh, Bushman. That sounds like a slur, but... No, that's pure. They live in the bush, and they're a man. See, that's how sensitive people are nowadays. That's that's what they are. They're Bushmen. Right, but Chinaman... 
Well, they live in China, and they're men. <laughs> I've gotten in trouble before. You have. No, I'm teasing, but wow. that's, that's a slur. Is it really? Is Chinaman? A, Chinaman is a slur? These two Chinamen, yeah, sure. You know what I find funny is when whenever you do anything Chinese now, like if I talk like this, yes. like a Chinaman, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> God, but, yes, we are. We both But are. if I talk like a British man and I do yes. his accent, I'm not going to get in any trouble Harlan, at all. can I tell you something? I can't believe you're saying this. I have a bit. <clears throat> it's a new bit where I go, I know it's a stereotype, but at some point recently, a French person has gone, oh, right? Of course. And that's what I do. Yeah. And I play with that for a little bit. Yeah. Second part, I go, and a Japanese person recently has gone, oh, so. Yeah. Never laugh. They ne- the laugh, really? and then the bit has now become me being like, "You won't laugh." I knew you weren't going to laugh at the Japanese. Aso means I see. It's yeah. Japanese. Yeah, it does happen. Right, and it's a stereotype, and it's a stereotype because a lot of Japanese people were saying that, and for some reason that's what we picked up on, and, and it became a negative thing or whatever. Yeah. But it is happening. But because <clears throat> I think it's because I don't have straight black hair. I'm not Asian looking. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. if I looked even half Asian, I think I, it would be okay. Yeah. You look like you could be British, but you don't look like you could be Chinese. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I did a movie called Rocket Man back in like the the mid '90s, and there's a scene where I'm on live TV from my spaceship reporting back to Earth. Yes. And there's a scene where where I I go into a song where I'm singing, I got the whole world in my hands, and I can see the planet down there, and I start going into all these accents. I go into like a Dutch accent, yes. a British accent, yes. a French accent, a German accent. And when I did the Chinese voice, the executives say, oh, you can't do that one. And I said, why not? It's, it, it, and they go, well, it's probably racist. And I said, no. If... What's the difference between me doing a Chinese voice yes. and like doing a redneck from down south? It's just right. and so I fought them on it and they left it in the movie. But yeah. it was amazing that they singled the Chinese thing out. I, I don't get it. Right. Yeah, is it because back in the day uh I, I'm getting this from the movie Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, nice. where where at the beginning of the movie they would show like white guys Act with like buck teeth and big straw hats, acting like China. like there was a there's like a history well, of yeah. being like oh, 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 oh. well if you throw that costume on that's like going into blackface right. you know like I could sit here and do like a black man voice like hell no yeah 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 you know but if I go into blackface then that's that's right. insulting but there there should be no difference between me doing a black accent and a, and a black guy like What's... talking like a white guy you know they often do this voice right, for some right. reason uh, oh, sir wow. turn down your hip hop yeah, Please. yeah, it's like, so I don't know what the hang-up is with the Chinese. I'd, I'd like to ask them and see if they're insulted, you know? I yeah. bet they're not. I bet they're like, yeah, that's the that's our accent when we talk English. Right. It's actually kind of interesting because I think it's there's two things that are true. I agree with what you're saying, and also I've noticed that Asians, uh, in, I know there are lots of different types of Asian. I'm talking Japanese, Chinese, the, the, <laughs> the big superpowers sure, of, of yeah. the Asian stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, are the only people that you can kind of make fun of still. Like you can make, in comedy, you can make a joke about it's hack, but you could do ninjas, you could talk about math, you could talk about violins and stuff. You know, that stuff seems to be a little huh. bit more okay. The voice, though, not okay. Really? I disregard that. I, I'm going to do, do that voice every chance I get. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can we talk about... It's you, said, on. you said something interesting about... <laughs> the voice is great. Aborigines seeing a soul in everything. Yeah, and I think that's where they're uh, that's where they're definitely winning. 
when we when we do see a soul in a rock or a twig or a bird, and in you, and I see you, and we're both being present, and we're we're doing a lot of things that are very present. We're hunting, and we're not thinking about tomorrow. We're just thinking about that food that we're going to eat today. Yeah. So they're, they're, the needle is really on the record. Whereas we, I think, live in a culture where everything is soulless. So let's put ourselves in Times Square, and we're looking at all these – their advertisements, basically, which puts us into the future. You go, I would like some Skittles later. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like I'd like the new Britney Spears album comes out November 15th or whatever. So it's, it's taking us out of the moment sort of stuff. We're not in that place. And I think there is something beautiful and spiritual about what they're doing yeah, that yeah. we lose, that we gain from like, you know, mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah, the, the shrooms. Well, let me ask you this. Maybe, and this is a possibility, maybe uh, people have shifted their focus from, you know, I don't think people on a daily basis think about rocks and twigs, but maybe people have injected a little bit of their souls into their cell phones and yeah. their computers because all these things become very personal now. Yes. The, the, you know, I've literally, you know, I've literally gone out to lunch with my cell phone instead of calling a friend because I want to be with my cell phone. Yeah. I want to read USA Today. I yes. want to play a game. Yes. I, want to, I want to spend time with my cell phone. So maybe inadvertently we've right. shifted some of our, our soul into I think that's true. these belongings. But it's sad because they're not, they're not real. They're not part of the earth. That's it, it's uh it's a synthetic. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it, we're doing we're get we're mainlining uh, a fake type of social, but it's better. It, in, in a lot, it, it feels better, like a drug, like a synthetic drug. It feels better than actually conversing with somebody because you can control it. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit more private. You read your your tweets, you read your you look at your Instagram, you look at your Facebook, you play a game, you read your email. It's all very controlled. You yeah, know what I mean? Whereas when, when I'm talking to you, I could offend you. I could, you know what I, I mean? I hope so. <laughs> you mean with the word goof <laughs> in the first minute? No, I'm not offended. I love no, that no, word. No, 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 no. I, I didn't I think love for, that word. That, I love that. I, that would not at all. <laughs> not but at you all. could offend me. I, I wouldn't care. But like, here's the deal is, is like when I'm talking to you, yeah. there's a billion things happening right now. Like yeah. when I said billion, you, you pulled your head back a little bit and your yeah. eyes widened. Yeah. Ba- babies, when we're babies, can read all these different expressions yeah. on faces. It's, yeah. it's one of the things we're born with. Sure. It's really incredible. They yeah. know what angry and scared and happy and all these yeah. different things look like. That's Ooh. why it's good to laugh at babies. So I'm reading your face. Yeah. And every every I'm, I'm looking at your, I, I don't want to make you self-conscious, but like you're holding your water cap bottle and I'm like, yeah. uh, does he have enough water and is he comfortable? What's the temperature? And how's he, more, most importantly, how does he feel about me? How, do, how am I coming across? When I'm on my phone, I don't think about any of that. You know oh, what I mean? right. There's more yeah. control. Got it. Got I it. I think. So now you have to deal with these reciprocal feelings and emotions and vibrations. Exactly. And... It's intense. By the way, you just – I'll get back to that, but you no, just please. sparked an idea. Hit it. Um, you know, the billions of dollars we've been spending since uh, 9-11 yep. with this uh, face recognition technology at airports. Yes. I think we should – after what you said about babies detecting expressions, we should just hang them up on poles in airports and <laughs> – have them scan the crowd. Yeah. Look for babies. faces. Do any of these babies, are they making the terror face? Yeah. I mean, honestly. Cry if they are. Yeah. They're all crying. There's terrorists everywhere. Terrorists everywhere. <laughs> Lockdown. El Quaidas, or whatever the hell they're called. El Quaidas. Is that a new serial? El Quaidas? It's so funny. Uh, this guy named Jeff Sienna, who I don't think does comedy anymore. Aww. I started with... <laughs> we lost him. Oh. <laughs> he, uh, he had this joke right around... <laughs> 
9-11 where he was like, Al-Qaeda sounds like a brand of barbecue sauce. Oh, wow. Delicious. It's so funny. He's yeah. like, delicious Al-Qaeda barbecue chips. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I Don't you hate My that? My mouth is watering when right now. Somebody... <laughs> Del- Want me a bag of those. The zesty taste of infidelity. Do they Wait, have no. the uh, ruffled Infi- ones? Infi- oh, yeah. Oh, Because those... it cuts up the mouth of the infidel. Oh, God, <laughs> I love it. Like like the teeth of a baleen whale. <laughs> um, okay, there it is. I'm, I'm leaving it hanging at um. Um, because as I said, Pete, my interview with Pete was over two hours long. And uh, I just, you know, you guys are used to me doing, I usually do about half an hour to 40 minutes. Every now and then I'll do an hour, but uh, I don't want to break you guys out of your attention span because, uh, you know, my my podcast moves kind of quick and fast. And and so what we'll do is we'll pick up the conversation, uh, you know, we'll jump forward a few and uh, we'll uh, we'll pick up the rest of this interview with Pete Holmes on You Made It Weird. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it intrigues you. And and uh, if you like Pete's uh, style, Pete's uh, way of podcasting, by all means, go over and uh, subscribe to Pete Holmes' uh, podcast as well, man. That this is uh, this is a, a kind of a neat experiment for me to let you hear another side of me in the podcast world. But also, it's a great way to cross promote. And uh, who knows, you might dig Pete, too. So uh, there you go, gang. I'm going to leave it there. We'll put some more up uh, coming up in a little bit. A couple episodes from now, we'll finish it off. And I hope you dug it. Um, Check out HarlanWilliams.com. And uh, you can write me at HarlanWilliams.com. Or you can phone me and leave me a voicemail at 323-739-4330. And uh, you might get your voicemail put on the air. Uh, what else? You can check my stand-up comedy schedule. I got a lot of gigs coming up in the uh, in the fall. I might be coming to your town or city, so be there or be the square root of pi. Don't even know what that works out to, but should be good. Um, and there you go. Um, I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. And uh, until next time, you know the drill. Chicken chow mein, baby! <laughs>